0: Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here on a Monday. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. So, there's a lot that needs to be discussed. I missed yesterday. Uh, I took a personal day, but there's a lot that we need to talk about today. Okay. One, Eno you know Benjamin's release. I know what happened on Monday, but it's very important that I kind of give my thoughts on what I think transpired from this, but just in a bigger way, in a more macro way, not just a seventh-round pick out of uh, Arizona State getting released because he got in an argument with a coach, okay? I'm going to break it all down. Hollywood Brown, back, ready to practice, okay? Big deal. Kyler Murray, may miss another week, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, or so. So we don't know what that means. We're hoping that that doesn't mean that he's going to be out through the bye week, which is the week after, two weeks after San Francisco Monday night, they play the Chargers at home, and then they have a bye. So there's a lot to unpack today on this Wednesday live edition of Locked on Cardinals, uh, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Eno Benjamin, released, reports out. That after the game on Sunday, in the win against the Rams at SoFi Stadium, he got into a heated exchange with an assistant coach. Okay, disclaimer. One, players get cut for this. Players get released for this. Depending on what he said, it may have been completely valid that the Cardinals cut him because of what was said in that exchange. And the Arizona Cardinals have slowly turned into a transplant team mirroring the city in which they live. Eno Benjamin was an Arizona Cardinal, drafted by Arizona State, drafted, sorry, went to college at Arizona State, drafted by the Arizona Cardinals in the seventh round. Arizona Cardinals are a team of Rodney Hudson's, J.J. Watts, DeAndre Hopkins, Thing, players like that, that, that weren't drafted by the team. So when you release an Arizona Cardinal, it doesn't necessarily have an impact on the field. It has an impact on the culture. It has an impact on the identity of this Arizona Cardinals team. Of course, Buda Baker, Arizona Cardinal, DJ Humphreys, Arizona Cardinal, Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Byron, like, I get that there are players on this team who were drafted by Steve Kime. And it's not a slight at Steve Kime by any stretch. The identity of the Arizona Cardinals is in flux. And releasing a player like Eno Benjamin, fan favorite, stepped in when James Conner got hurt, played pretty well, and was claimed by a handful of teams. And the Houston Texans ended up getting him because, you know, they were top on the waiver priority. So I've gone back and forth with this. Should Eno Benjamin have been cut? Probably depending on what was said. But could you maybe have a conversation with a young player who carried this back, who carried this backfield with, you know, Keontae Ingram's help when James Conner was out for a handful of games? You get one bad discussion and that's it? You release him? And this isn't me questioning the coach, Steve Kime, anybody. But look at the bigger picture here. Fan favorites are important for fan bases. You have 53 men who dress on game day. And you just release, you know, Benjamin after one bad exchange because he only played one snap when James Conner came back. It doesn't compute to me. And this isn't me spending seven minutes on a backup running back who's drafted in the seventh round. Like, it's not about Eno Benjamin, the player, specifically. It's about the avatar of this situation happening inside the Arizona Cardinals organization. In a team that doesn't really know their identity right now. Cutting a guy like this, a glue guy, if you want to pick a cliche off the top shelf. It... Doesn't, it's not good for business. And I know a foot needs to be put down when a coach is disrespected, especially in front of other players. I understand the reasoning why he was cut. And I also understand his importance to this team is far greater than a backup running back because he's part of the culture. He's an Arizona Cardinal. And the Arizona Cardinals are starting to dwindle with the amount of Arizona Cardinals they have on this roster. And because of that, this identity will always be shifting. It will always be adapting. And it will always be infused with other players coming from different organizations. And that's something that is massively important. The Arizona Cardinals are fragile. I talk about it all the time. This ecosystem is very fragile. And the fact that with him being cut, even though he was a seventh-round pick and a backup running back, they lost a piece of what makes them them. And we talk week after week, game after game, day after day, about this team and not knowing what the problem is. And I say a lot. The only thing worse than having a problem is not knowing why there is a problem. Eno Benjamin was part of the solution this season and not the problem. And heaven forbid a young man who's been in the NFL two years made a mistake. And I'm not defending Eno, I'm not defending the consequences. I'm just trying to implore people to understand that with an organization that doesn't know who they are right now, losing a piece like him, although not super important on the field every play, just has these lingering repercussions of who is this team? It's fascinating to watch. It's fascinating to talk about. And even though I could be blowing this completely out of proportion, it's not just about Eno Benjamin. It's not just about this. It's about this on top of everything else. And what if James Conner gets hurt again? Sure, Corey Clement, journeyman, good running back, can come off the practice squad and pretty much do what Eno Benjamin has done. Agreed. And... Corey Clement isn't an Arizona Cardinal, and it matters. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. So I get to do crossover Thursday with my boy, Brian Peacock, and Eric Crocker. He's my boy also of Locked on 49ers. Going to be incredible tomorrow. I know that Hard Knocks is tonight, episode two, featuring the Minnesota Vikings game. Hard Knocks in season. I will be talking about that to kick off Friday's podcast as we do our crossover Thursdays brought to you by Prize Picks, each and every Thursday. I'll be doing that for 30 minutes tomorrow. You do not want to miss that. Hollywood Brown is back. What does it mean? Are the Cardinals still in contention? Are we going to get the reps with Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field? Meaningful ones that I was pining for when we found out that Hollywood Brown was going on the IR to begin, or was injured to begin with. I'll talk about that next. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. First, though, I use this company. I've used this company well before they became sponsors of this beautiful podcast platform we call the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts across the US, UK, Canada, and coming soon to Australia, mate. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. You can book an SUV or minivan for a road trip, a pickup truck for some errands, or even to test test drive an electric vehicle, okay? Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions apply. Again, forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. And going local here, I get to talk about mysolarnerd.com. So if you're in the market for solar and you live in Arizona, these guys are local and they're in the solar business. A lot of times, there are companies that are out of state that try to offer you free solar. Doesn't become free solar, okay? They use misleading tactics, end up overcharging homeowners. We don't want any of that. My Solar Nerd's mission is simple: help you get the best solar system to fit your needs they firmly believe that if you live in arizona switching to solar should mean saving money and once you're ready they'll put their industry knowledge to work for you by charge, uh, by choosing the best equipment warranties and better business bureau accredited installer so listen Our listeners will get a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no-commitment evaluation. This promotion is only for our listeners that are homeowners, so keep that in mind. Visit MySolarNerd.com. It's like locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start your research process by visiting MySolarNerd.com today. And show Locked On some love by letting them know we sent you. Folks, going solar shouldn't be complicated. MySolarNerd, MySolarNerd.com makes it easy. So, listen, I know that Eno Benjamin probably should have been released with how things transpired from what we've heard and what's been reported, okay? An unhappy player can be a problem for a locker room. And Eno Benjamin went from getting a whole bunch of snaps to none, pretty much in the blink of an eye. And to his credit, he deserved more snaps. But going with gain flow, going with, you know, things like that. Like, I I understand why James Connery had two touchdowns. His yards per carry wasn't great. But the Cardinals won the game. That's the whole thing. That's the overwhelming thing here is you can't be doing that, especially after a win. Can't be doing that ever. But you really can't be doing it after a win. Especially a win that was so incredibly needed like the Cardinals uh, win over the John Wolford-less Rams. John Wolford-led Rams this past Sunday at SoFi Stadium. So to, just to put a button on this, reiterating, I know that Eno Benjamin on the field, unless James Conner gets hurt and they have no run game, isn't going to be missed all that much. But culture-wise, being drafted by the Cardinals and being an Arizona Cardinal is a much bigger deal than just a young gentleman who played running back for the Cardinals. Because the Cardinals are slowly slipping into this transplant team persona mirroring the city in which they play. And it's tough. Like, when you want to build a culture, it's difficult when you have players coming in and out at high-impact positions every year. That's all. Hollywood Brown, speaking of a player who was not drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, has been activated off the IR, can begin practicing. This is a big deal. And when I talked last week about how I want... Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins to play meaningful snaps together because if the Cardinals lost three or four games in a row and they were three and seven now instead of four and six and then Hollywood Brown comes back, it's like, are we really going to be able to see what these two could be when the games don't really matter as much? And I know there's still you know plenty of games in the season for the Cardinals to come back. There's always miracle stories, but there's, there was nothing. If the Cardinals would have lost to that Rams team on Sunday, there would have been zero redeeming qualities for this team to have any sort of confidence that they would make a push, because we haven't seen it yet. So that didn't happen, luckily. Hollywood Brown, back. Okay? Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field could be absolute magic. Should be absolute magic. And then with Zach Ertz going down with a season-ending injury... They're going to need Hollywood Brown. And Animal, what are you talking about? Nobody loves Hollywood Brown. That I, I, Listen, Hollywood Brown has been the focal point of this passing game since he got, until he got hurt. He put up incredible... He put up DeAndre Hopkins' numbers the first couple weeks DeAndre Hopkins came back. Now, imagine them putting up 80% of those combined numbers together. Like, here's the thing. You put DeAndre Hopkins... Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, who they discovered can play football behind the line, in front of the line of scrimmage. James Conner, Greg Dortch. Like, this is a scary-ass offense. Needs Kyler Murray, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, what that could mean moving forward. But Hollywood Brown back is... This is the... If there was ever a perfect time to save a season by a high-impact wide receiver so far in his tenure as an Arizona Cardinal, it's this week. It's Monday night. It's against... The probably collectively most feared team in the NFL, or in the NFC, I think the 49ers. I, I don't think people believe in Minnesota yet. I talked with, talk with Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings. Check him out for all your Vikings news. When we did our crossover a couple of weeks ago, they kind of mirror the Cardinals start from last year, where it's like, are they real? And, you know, the Vikings got another signature win um, against the Bills in just wild fashion. But I think the 49ers are just universally more feared in the NFC than the Vikings. And you know what could stop that? The Cardinals going to Mexico City, playing on a neutral field, and beating the pants off of them. And Hollywood Brown being back is going to be an integral part of that. So with him being back, with DeAndre Hopkins being DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner healthy, the offensive line is still problematic at this point. But at this point, if you look at the wide receivers, the Cardinals have guys who are taking away DeAndre Hopkins because he's not fast. He's never been fast. And the best part about that is he doesn't have to be fast to be relevant for the next five years. But you guys got Hollywood Brown, Greg Dorch, and, and, uh, and Rondell Moore, if they're going to do, if they're going to, if Cliff's going to implement the game plan that he did with Colt McCoy last week, this week on Monday night, and moving forward with Kyler Murray, they've got three of the fastest dudes. It's like three Teslas. 0-60 to 60 in negative 3.5 seconds. You know, whatever Elon Musk has drawn up in his, in, his, uh, you know, in his robot cars. You've got the ability with those fast guys to throw the ball around the line of scrimmage and still get chunk gains. Having three of them on the same team is pretty wild. And they're varying degrees of each other. Like, Greg Dorch is the bronze medal of Rondell Moore, who's the silver medal of, of Hollywood Brown, you'd think. It's like, you know, it's like three, but like they are, it's, I mean, catch, run, like, like the first step, If we're talking basketball sense, the first step for those guys is off the charts. It's absolutely off the charts. And a lot of these times, all you have to do is make one linebacker miss and chunk game. So when you have Hollywood Brown come back, it just adds another element. It adds another wrinkle to this offense. And now we will see when Kyler Murray comes back healthy, this offense as it was built to be this offseason, when they completely neglected the defense and added a bunch of pieces on offense. And yes, I see in the chat, Kyler Murray's got to be able to get him the ball. And also, Kyler Murray needs to play to be able to get him the ball. Agreed. But checking the boxes of what needs to happen for the Cardinals to make a push, Hollywood Brown is top of the list. I guess him and Rodney Hudson are probably... Rodney Hudson's probably on top. But him and him and Hollywood Brown are 1-1-A. Hollywood Brown coming back... Incredible for the Arizona Cardinals at this specific time where the season is not lost. And I'll tell you what, if they beat San Francisco Monday night and move to five and six, there are going to be very, very interesting interdivisional conversations about the NFC West. Because the Rams will no longer look like the world beaters they did for 15 minutes last year when they went on that wildly lucky playoff run. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. And... The Cardinals will be looked at as, wait, is this the first time? This is not a slight. This isn't a statistical fact. Is this the first time in Cliff Kingsbury's coaching career that he's going to be able to turn a team around in the second half? Is it going to be the complete opposite from what we've seen so far from Cliff Kingsbury? If it is, be playing deep past week 18 if all of those things come to fruition. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Uh, It's been a fun podcast so far. Thanks for hanging out. I I popped on Twitter spaces today. I felt bad that I didn't do a podcast yesterday. So I wanted to throw it out uh, to some others. Um, Kyler Murray may miss another week. We kind of knew this or saw this, especially from the history of him. He doesn't miss just one week when he misses time. Uh, What does it mean? Do you have confidence in Colt McCoy who beat the 49ers last year on the road? I'm going to talk about it all. I mean, we are not short of content on this live Wednesday edition of Locked On Cardinals, your team every day. Uh, Yeah, Kyler Murray under a microscope, kind of, and what that means for Colt McCoy as well. Uh, I'm going to talk about both of those things next. Um, LinkedIn, I I, I talk about LinkedIn a lot on this show. Well, they're our sponsor, which is fantastic. Uh, This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. Um, I use LinkedIn a lot when I was looking for jobs. And I wish that there was something around that they have now that helps job, you know, offerers reach job. Job offerers are also known as companies. Companies, if we're going to be spelling like Sesame Street, Um, it, it allows companies to post, you know, posts about job openings and you add your job. And the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. And I get to talk about bet online. You know, I love talking about bet online. They've been around with us for a while. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get your latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. We're, we're the, always the fastest and easiest way. To get your betting fixed, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. <sighs> the Eno you know, Benjamin thing fascinates me. Like, we're in the middle of the season, and there's the normal storylines, there's the injuries. There's the trending up, the trending down, the injured quarterback, which we'll talk about in a second. But the actual culture of the Arizona Cardinals is not something that's discussed a whole lot, even though it should be. And maybe that's on me to discuss more. But people see it as a slight at Steve Kine for not being able to draft well and retain players. I see it as the reason why the identity of the Arizona Cardinals is in flux and so fragile is because it's constantly shifting, constantly adding free agents from different teams. And sure, all teams do that, okay? But a lot of those organizations already have a culture of something. Of winning is a beautiful thing. Look at the 49ers. I'm going to talk to Brian Peacock from Lockdown 49ers and Eric Crocker, co-host tomorrow. Um, They've got a culture of winning. They've won Super Bowls. They've made Super Bowls. And even though the Super Bowls were decades ago and they've added, like, they've gone by way of the Rams where it's like there is now not as, not as short of a shelf life as the Rams were when they made all their moves and acquiring Matthew Stafford, but right when you start to acquire high-level talent, the shelf life, it starts to tick. Like when you're doing that timer thing, when you're, I don't know, playing board games, you flip it over, whatever the sand is or the salt or whatever the hell it is, it starts. And you don't know how quick those specs are going to drop down, but the shelf life begins. But they've got a culture. They've got a stabilized foundation of a head coach that's not going anywhere, and rightfully so. Uh, I was one of the biggest Kyle Shanahan critics when three out of the first four years, I think, he had 10 losses, and they made the Super Bowl one year. And it's like, oh, he's, he's, he's everybody's gift to everything. Last year was his best coaching job, best coaching year, hands down. Don't look at win-loss. Don't look at that miraculous game against the Rams at the end of the season. Look at what they did in the playoffs. Look at what they did when they, people counted them out after five weeks. And Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, and people were booing Jimmy Garoppolo. And then he comes back, and he's a savior again, aside from the terrible potential game-winning drive against the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Like, they've got a culture of winning. So their culture is set. So they are at liberty to do things that other organizations aren't while maintaining that culture. The Cardinals don't have that. And that's okay. It's just different. But when every time you let go of a player who is drafted by the Cardinals, who is, I call, and I know it's dumb because everybody on the roster is an Arizona Cardinal. I call him an Arizona Cardinal, Buda Baker, DJ Humphreys, Zayven Collins, Byron Murphy, like guys that are ingrained into this culture and this organization. Once one of those leaves the organization, you take a step back. It may be a minuscule one, but every step back is a step back. And you know this isn't about Eno Benjamin, the player. And maybe he probably should have been released from what he said. All reports said it was a releasable offense. And what does that say about this organization and this culture that a young man, his second year in the league, made a mistake? Heaven forbid. And maybe he was a bad one. But what if Steve Cohen and Michael Bidwell sit him down and be like, listen, you get one. Let's see if we can turn this around, and this is the mistake you're going to make in your career, and I'm going to give you a second chance. I'm not going to release you. We're going to go, and you're going to go be a great backup running back, and you may get spurned into action if if James Conner gets hurt again. Why not that? That's why I think it's a big deal. Not because it's Eno Benjamin, but because I see it as a step back in building the culture of this organization. That's why. Another very important part of this organization is Kyler Murray, who didn't play last week. Uh, Cardinals got a W. Colt McCoy looked fantastic. Um, yeah, they should just start Colt McCoy and cut Kyler Murray. Just do that. Stop it. It's never going to happen. Kyler Murray's the quarterback of this organization. But Jeremy Fowler, VSPN, reported that Kyler may miss a week or so moving forward. So Monday night, San Francisco, um, neutral field. Mexico City, which I think is fantastic for the Cardinals. Any weird little idiosyncrasy or nuance to a game playing against a team who is on the up and up and is probably the most feared team in the NFC at this point, that works in the favor of the Arizona Cardinals. Because it's just one of those, like, who the the hell knows what's going to happen? Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Let's just hope the field holds up. Kyler Murray may not play next week. And you know what? The Cardinals have the best backup quarterback in the NFL. They do. Well, you know. The 49ers did until Trey Lance got hurt because they had an actual starting quarterback as their backup. Cole McCoy, is he started 44 games in his entire career. He's been around, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years. He's going to be fine, and the offense should be fine. The offensive line is going to be the issue, but it wasn't an issue against Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams last week. I do hold partial weight on that because the offense for the Rams was so bad that it's kind of an Arizona Cardinals argument. It doesn't matter how good the defense is of a specific team. If they're on the field for 35 minutes of the 60, they're human beings and they get tired. So they're not going to be playing at full strength the entire game if the offense can't stay on the field. I talked about that a lot with the Cardinals and what's made the defense look bad at times because the offense couldn't stay on the damn field. And I think that's a lot of what happened with the pass rush last week is the players just got tired. So we'll see if this makeshift offensive line with Colt McCoy under center and in shotgun will be able to do it again against one of the best fronts in football. With Kyler Murray missing time, and this is going to be an ongoing story, but if he's going to miss it, I'm not going to talk about him for the rest of the week because there's no point because he's not going to be the starter. We're going to talk about the game on Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers. This is just something to monitor. The Cardinals are in the best situation of any team in the NFL regarding their backup quarterback. So, that's nice. With Hollywood Brown potentially coming back, having DeAndre Hopkins, having Rondo Moore, who's finally been unlocked, and having James Conner back healthy, this offense, on paper, skill position-wise, without quarterback, is top five. And I don't think that that's... I think that's 100% rational. When you have Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the same damn field, yeah. That'll, that'll push you up into the top 10. And the touchdown machine of James Conner when he's healthy and when utilized properly, Rondo Moore is having an absolute coming out party in, in year two. He looks to be everything that everybody expected after seeing him break college records in his freshman year in college before missing a whole bunch of time after with injury. Like, when he's healthy, the dude is... I talk about this a lot. This is the definition of impact maker. When opposing coordinators and head coaches have to account for you and have to game plan around you, That means you're an impact player. And Rondell Moore, you better bet your bottom dollar that Kyle Shanahan et al have a game plan to bracket Rondell Moore in some capacity because he'll kill you. And we've seen it. He's been a target monster regardless of quarterback. With Kyler Murray missing time, the Rams games was not a litmus test for this team with Colt McCoy because John Wolford's not a good quarterback. Monday night, if Kyler Murray does, in fact, not play, and Colt McCoy is under center again, behind this makeup makeshift offensive line, that's the litmus test we're going to find out. That's when the fun conversations on first take and blobbity blobbity, if the Cardinals beat the 49ers for the second year in a row with Colt McCoy on the road, I mean, it's on the road for both teams, even though it's technically a home game for the Cardinals, that's when the fun stuff's going to start, baby. That's when it's going to be like, what are we doing here? Why is Kyler Murray not able to do what Colt McCoy does? We're, that's a million steps ahead. Thank you for listening to Locked on Cardinals. Be sure to check out Hard Knocks in season tonight. I'll talk about it on the first segment on Friday. Tomorrow I'll be doing a full show with one of my close buddies on this platform. We pretty much started here together. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker we will do a full-on crossover of all things Cardinals 49ers. I'll talk to you tomorrow.